Welcome to the PJ Party Podcast with myself, Jenny West, and Paul Pustino. Can I tell you a story that I meant to tell you on the radio this week, but didn't? Okay. So right now, what I do is I get up in the morning and I go and I, I go to my favorite coffee spot and I get a cup of coffee, you know, like a paper cup of coffee. Like littered about the entire house are these cups of coffee, okay? So the other day, I go and I just grab one off the top of my fridge, feel weight in the bottom of it of coffee, take like a huge pull. I was like, wow, this coffee is ice cold. I didn't think I bought this that long ago. And then I remembered, oh wait, I didn't put today's coffee on top of the fridge, I put it on the counter, looked at the other one, picked it up. It was more in the lukewarm range, meaning that that was today's coffee and the one that I just took like three massive slugs out of yesterday's coffee. Yesterday at best, do you think I'm gonna die? Yeah, I heard you were in the bathroom a lot throughout this this week here, though. So Right? Yeah, so you probably have something going on in your belly right now. It was horrible. And this is the weird thing about coffee, too, I always find. There's nothing that gets colder than coffee. Isn't that a weird thing? It's something that starts out hot, and then you just leave it out, and it gets down to freezing. If you yeah. left a beer out, it wouldn't get cold. Get right? Warm. It gets warm. Like, why does that happen? Why does beer get cold and coffee gets freezing cold? I think it gets to the same temperature, which is just, like, room temperature. But because it was hot before, it just seems way colder. Really? I think so, Paul, yeah. If a beer I was drinking was the same temperature as that coffee, I'd be like, mmm, refreshing. Oh, so great. I just didn't get to tell that story on the radio today, this week, you and so it. I just wanted to share it with you now. Thank you for sharing. I know you, I shared I'm it with really you really happy to share a studio with you two where your toots come yeah, out. Because when I had to go like, ah! I have to go to the bathroom right now. Yeah. Right. Then when I got back, I explained to you what was going on. Thank that you for the explanation. All right. Today in the podcast, we talk about pets a lot. GPS callers. Yeah. Cat graves. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds weird now, but you'll understand a little bit later. <laughs> That's right, yeah. On top of that, um, if you were given the opportunity from a wizard to talk to your dog for 10 seconds and have them understand everything you can say, what yeah. would you say to them? That's a good question. And weirdly, there's... A both a wizard and a witch in this podcast because mm-hmm. later there's a witch who wants to give you the power to know what day you'll die on you know what that means we're close to halloween paul yes very spooky oh also i take a trip downtown during the big dark <laughs> storm and try and track down some people on bikes and get some interviews that was just treacherous so. this was a fun idea we had when we didn't think that the big dark was going to roll into town mm-hmm. that was a big storm we had one really tired day where things got very weird and we yeah. had a lot of thoughts so we shared them with you yeah and the whole show was like a mess but it was fun we get up early in the morning to help give away the car you know that we gave away as a radio station and uh, we were just in a, in a mess all day but it was fun mm-hmm. and then we also get onto a, a serious side where we talk about the teal pumpkin project the me too campaign and the passing of the canadian legend the man who encompasses everything to do with this country mm-hmm. gord downey so it's all that and we didn't swear this week it's all coming up on the pj party podcast So this morning I woke up, checked my Facebook feed, and it was just completely full of people with their statuses as hashtag me too. If you don't already know what this means, it is a campaign about sexual assault and victims uh, being brave enough to talk about their own past with sexual assault. And uh, yeah, it's, it's very heavy. It's even hard for me to talk about it right now because I am one of those people. Me too, by the way. 
I think it's it's incredibly important to kind of visualize and, and show the magnitude of the problem. Um, I really think that the next step, though, is change. You know, it's time that we live in a place where sexual assault is taken seriously and a place where women are not afraid to stand up and report their abuse because, you know, they have an actual justice system that they trust. And I think the next step is we need significant change. That's hard, Jen. I'm sorry, you know. Um, I want to ask you, number one, because the whole point of the campaign was to raise the awareness and to see the breadth and the impact that, it, you know, you would never know. And that's what hit me. It was just like after a while, I started scrolling last night and it was like every single post from, you know, women that were friends and, you know, people that you never would have guessed or, you know, imagined or whatever. And then you're seeing whether it's they include the story or whether it was just the words me too. It was just like everyone hit me in the, like a punch in the tummy, you know? Mm-hmm. So do you feel like it's done its job in that way? Like overnight, this campaign has done the job of raising that awareness? It's, it's pretty amazing. Um, it's really hard with these sort of statuses as well because chances are your friends may already know. Um, but the people mm. who need to listen are the people people who are the criminals, the people who mm. who did this to the victims. Um, will they listen to these statuses? I don't know, but I definitely see a step in the right direction. Yeah. So if we continue this, I, I only see it going in a positive direction. And as a dude as well, when I was seeing it, it's like, you know, does it have to be all the way to a crime for us guys to kind of have a little bit of a gut check time mm-hmm. to look in the mirror and be like, what are you doing? You know, have you been maybe saying some things you shouldn't have been saying at work or wherever, you know? Um, Yeah. Are you contributing to this even in the slight way of not, you know, doing more to help uh, women or anyone who feels abused? You know what I mean? So that's what I kind of felt. It was like, yeah, it's a, you know, it's, it's great. For, for the women involved and I hope that the guys are seeing, you know, what their, whatever, what everyone should see it and see what their um, place in it is. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know if I know someone, uh, a woman who hasn't been sexually abused or assaulted in some way, whether it it goes from, you know, a call on the street to actual physical sexual abuse. Um, I'm pretty sure every woman has had some sort of um, run in with it. So just know that I'm with you and I support you. Uh, It's a hard thing to talk about. Trust me right now, I'm having a very difficult time talking about it, but it's something that we need to talk about. So thank you if you are one of those people uh, who posted me too. Jenna, I was like yelling and screaming about this this morning. I found, I came across this thing you can buy now. That's a GPS dog collar. It's surprising that this is the first I've ever heard of a GPS dog collar. How long do we have GPS Technology. How long has the GPS been in every phone we had to see where we are on a map at all times? You know, there's all these apps that's so easy. It's like, oh no, I lost my phone. You just go to a different device, you punch in your deal, and then you go and you can see your phone like moving on a map. Have you ever done that? Have you ever like refound your phone from doing that? I haven't, but I've seen it been done. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's helped me out a lot. One time I dropped my phone in the gutter while I was vomiting. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that's so gross. Right. And then, uh, I think I was wearing a suit at the time, right? So my phone's in my breast pocket, having a having a spit. Really classy, Paul. Yeah. And uh, then, you know, get into a cab and get home. And then the next morning, it's like, oh, no, my phone's lost. Do the thing. And I can see on a map exactly where I was. It was at some people's house. They had picked it up. And then I contact them through that. So anyways, back to the dog collar thing. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't that be just an every dog collar? What's the one thing that can run away from you? What's the next best application for GPS technology, of course it should be in a dog collar because your dog can run away and then you should be able to just go on your phone and be like, where is Fido? And find it where he is. 
I feel like I need one of those for you. The beginning of our show, trying to get our work done. I'm like, where's Paul? Where is he? Where is he? He's always gone. He was here a second ago. Where is he? Yeah. Rainbunks' puppies and I have a lot in common for sure. Yeah. Talked about the company. They'll rocket your ashes into space and then just let them float away. Where did I say the ashes would actually come to rest, Wendy? So it would be out in the universe, like on stars, or here on Earth. Here on Earth. It's pretty much beautiful. And when you think about it, those are the only two places that even exist. Mm. It's either here on Earth or it's out in the stars. <laughs> out in space. You would float away forever into the infinite void of space or they just like scatter around the entire world. Little tiny bits yeah. of you all over the Earth. Would you do that with your body when you die? Absolutely. Yeah? Yeah. The only mm. thing that this messes with if I was to do this is that I can't have a tombstone that I plant catnip at. <laughs> this is my idea, right? Actually, I still can yeah. do this. You have a tombstone, right, with your name on it, and there's you plant catnip, and then all the stray graveyard cats come and rub against it, and then everyone who's walking through the graveyard on a walk would be like, what's this guy's deal? He must have been some kind of daddy to all cats. Cats must love this guy in life, and now his ghost lures cats. Whoa. You know what today is, actually? It's National Bosses Day. Is it? Yeah, I think I read that, so... I feel like, why is that going to be on a Monday for most people, right? You're just slugging into work. You already hate your boss. Hey! Not us! Not me. <laughs> you were a little too keen with that. <laughs> not me! Not me! I love him! <laughs> Jenny being so enthusiastic, I said, everyone hates their boss. Not me! <laughs> not me! Not me! <laughs> It's true, not me. You're such an ass kiss. Now he's in the room. Oh, you're the sweetest, Jenny. Thank you, boss man. Oh, you really Thank are. You. I've been waiting in my office all day since <laughs> 8 o'clock this morning thinking... Not me. Does, <laughs> does anybody know it's boss's day today? <laughs> We're not. Not me. <laughs> I didn't know, no. I saw a gif about it earlier later in the day. I've never heard of it, actually, to be honest with you. I've never heard boss's day. Nah. Every day's boss's day. I love my job. And Aww. I love you guys, too. Oh, we love you. So nice. Saw me banging on the sofa. Not me. Even had her in the shower. Not me. She even got me on camera. Not me. Honey came in and she got me red-handed. Every year, you know, you celebrate your birthday. But also every year goes by and is the pre-anniversary of the day you will die. Ah. Do you know what I'm saying with yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so do you think if magically, if a witch, let's say, came to you and said, I will let you know your death anniversary, your death day, <gasps> would you want to know it every year? Oh, so then like on that day you could celebrate like, oh, I'm going to die in 20 years on this day? Yeah. Let's say for the sake of this hypothetical okay. that the witch or the sorcerer doesn't tell you the year. Oh. Okay, right? So every day leading up to that, every year leading up to that day, you're just going to be so scared. You're going to live your life in fear. I don't think I could do that. Really? Unless you're like really cool with death. I'm all right with it. But, okay, let's say, because what's today? The 17th. Let's mm. let's say that, like, yeah, you just knew that you were like, oh, Wednesday, October 18th. That's my death day, right? Would you celebrate it? Would you, like, have a little bit of a party and then hope you don't die at the party? Ooh, do you know what you maybe would do is, like, lock yourself in a room, like a hermetically sealed room, where you could not die, where nothing could get you? Yeah. I mean... Maybe. Is that what you would do? I don't know what I would do. Well, think um, about this. Okay, okay, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Um. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm panicking. I'm a witch. <laughs> do you take my okay, deal or not? Um, Run my frog. Well, I mean, I guess it's a good excuse to have a party every 
every year. Fantastic. Right? Out the Invite all your, beers. Your, your, your friends and family. Yeah, pumpkin spice beers. Have like a Halloween theme day too, maybe? I don't right. know. Here's what I would do. Okay. What's the best party of your life to celebrate you? It's not your birthdays. It's not any of your multiple birthdays. It will be your funeral. And guess what? So sad for you. You're laying in a box. So I would totally get it. I would totally be like, yes, witch, I will rub your frog. I will know what my death day is. Mm -hmm. And then every year I throw a big party and then I have like a pre-funeral. And everyone will be like, oh, one year on this day, you'll die. And that will make me sad. And I like you for these reasons. Mm -hmm. You You get birthdays and funerals in advance. Okay. Down? I guess so. Am well, I signing something? Is this like a verbal contract that this is going to happen? You know, you never know where witches might turn up. So you guys are talking about death day. So here's what I would do if I knew that death day. Every year, I would auction off my entire estate to the highest bidder. <laughs> okay. And then see how much money I can get for myself. Right. And then if you didn't die, you'd have another year... Uh, you right. have all so this like, money to live a whole other year. year. Yeah. yeah. And you buy new stuff, I guess. Or whatever, yeah. See how that goes. So say that day is your day, so you're having your party. Mm-hmm. Everybody's partying. You have to come up with some arrangement where, like, look, if today is my day and it happens while we're partying, you got to continue and, like, push through the party and, like, give me a full weekend of Bernie's, like, <laughs> uh, keg stands, and I want, like... Just keep going and then call the mortician in the morning. Right. Like you lay out your dark sunglasses and your Hawaiian shirt. Right. Someone's in charge of making sure that you get dressed up as Weekend of Bernie's. Two of your best or maybe strongest friends are the ones that prop you up around their shoulders and yeah, parade you around the house. Right. And do and shenanigans. Very morbid, but I love it, man. Thank love you. It. And I gotta say, I, I haven't called in for years, literally. But I, uh, I'm up in Squamish on the mainland, and nice. you're at the cusp of where I, I can hear you guys as I drive home every day for my commute. But uh, love you too in the afternoon. So keep up the good work, and, Thank and you, I man. love that banter. That was great. Thank nice. you so much. This was what All got right. you to call in. That's hilarious. Fine. Well, yes, uh, maybe I'm a little morbid myself, <laughs> but uh, keep on, keep on the good work, man. Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate uh, it, well, if you knew the exact day that you were going to die, maybe not the right year, but if somebody came to you and said, okay, October 18th, you're going to die, mm-hmm. instead of having one big party on the 18th, you could have 364 parties as crazy as you absolutely wanted them to be every other day of the year because you know you're not going to die. <laughs> That's true. That's such a good point. What, what kind of stuff would you do? Oh, skydiving absolutely <laughs> as extreme as I could take it without risking my life entirely. But I didn't even think about this other aspect of it, the flip side of this, where it's like uh, anything that you're nervous about doing, you could do with complete impunity. It's like, oh, you've got to fly through the Bermuda Triangle? Nah, it's not October 18th, so no worries. Here I go. Oh, I'm going to go ziplining. I'm going to go skydiving. I'm going to go oh, climb a tree. You know, it's like everything. But do you know what I feel like with this? Because we put this out in a way that like a witch gave you this opportunity. Yeah. I feel like the witch is tricky. So if you tried well, to live life like this to the fullest in this way, that you would be cursed in some other way, like you would break every bone in your body and no. live the rest of your life paralyzed. <gasps> a witch would do that. Yeah, they're not exactly the most trustworthy of people. No. But if it was a good witch, then yes, I like what you're going with this. <laughs> exactly. Party on. 364 days of the year. Love it. And now for Tired Thoughts with Paul and Jenny. <sighs> 
If my feet smell like cheese, it's disgusting. But if cheese smells like my feet, it's exquisite. Making your bed in the morning is like the equivalent to tying your sneakers after you take them off. Another way you could say dad bod is father figure. Bringing dirty dishes from your room to the kitchen is the true walk of shame. This morning I had a walk of shame of myself. I I had last night's guacamole bowl and a a coffee from a week ago. Hmm. By the time we get everybody to figure it out and stop texting and driving, we'll just have self-driving cars and we can all just go back to texting while we're driving. If you bred a seagull and an eagle, would it be a seagull or an eagle? Seagull or an eagle? Eagle. Seagull. Seagull. What language do dogs think in? Do they think in barks? There's three letter A's in the word Australia. And they're all pronounced differently. Australia. Time for us to tucker the little kitties to get out of here, I reckon there, Jen. I'm so tired. No, no, you are. You even went home and had a nap, didn't you? Yeah, it was half hour. That's it? Yeah. Did you know what I heard about this great thing? What is that? Is that uh, where do you nap? Usually. In my bed. In your bed. Yeah. Mistake. No, it's not. It's great. You get in your bed to have a nap, and then your body's like, are we sleeping again? Is this for the night? You ever do that thing where you get into bed, and you're like, 20 minutes, 20 minutes, and then I have to study. And then you wake up, and it's nighttime, Mm -hmm. and you slept through till like 3 in the morning, and you're like, do I wake up now, or do I just power through and sleep till the morning time? Power through. (laughs) Yes. I know that, because (laughs) you are Garfield in a person form. (laughs) You'd sleep your life away. But, um, no, what you do is you sleep on the ground. No, that's terrible. That makes for a terrible nap. I would never do that. I would never do that to myself. Hear me out. You will, if you're tired enough for a nap, you will fall asleep. And then after 20 perfect minutes of sleep, your body naturally will be like, "Mm, I'm uncomfortable. No, I'm fine. I'm good at napping. I'm great at napping. I nap how I want. Oh, yeah, really? Because yeah. you don't seem like that half hour really did you a lot of good because oh. you're so tuckered out right now. You think now. me sleeping on the floor would be better? Somehow, <laughs> yeah, I do. I don't think so. Right, let's try it once. What's it going to hurt you? Why don't you try it? Okay, fine. Maybe I will. <laughs> okay, do it. couple of things to wrap up. Yes. couple of pieces of business to attend to before we uh, hand the reins over to Quentin. Number one, the name of the new Han Solo movie is Solo, a Star Wars movie. Wrong. Very nice words, but... Happens to be wrong. Can, can, can we even say the name of the movie? Surprising absolutely no one, it is Solo, a Star Wars story. Nice. How do you feel about that? I don't care. Same. Number two. Loved this thing on the Victoria Reddit today because I was up at Goldstream recently and um, hiked the trestle for my first time. Nice. Remember up there. It's great. But I was looking for the salmon and I saw on the Victoria Reddit, someone was asking too, like, hey, is there any salmon in the Goldstream at this point in the year yet? Are they there yet? And the number one voted top comment was someone who said... Nice try, bear. <laughs> Pretty good, right? Sneaky little bear. <laughs> yeah, I really do. Oh, that's good. The reason I always uh, try and dig that one out when uh, we're talking about the tragical hip and Gord Downey is uh, I, I love... One of the first uh, lines in the song is, uh, you know, um, the, the hip have only wrote so many songs. This campfire won't last forever. 
and it um, it speaks as the Arkells are this uh, young and uh, upcoming and modern band uh, that uh, when they sing about what a campfire in our country means, it uh, mentions the tragically hip, mm-hmm. um, and it always kind of gets to me. And before that, Bob Cage and by the hip as well. Man, this is hitting me today. Yeah, me too. You know? Yeah, across um, the board, absolutely. And it's pretty amazing too how he just he just like made everyone feel important yeah. in Canada mm-hmm. and made everyone feel like they're a part of something. Like Bob Cajun, I I wouldn't have known about this little Ontario city if it wasn't right. for that song. That yeah. song put them on the map and made them feel important and like they were a part of something and that they had an impact on the rest of Canada. It's hard to properly convey what this one person and his and the band around him uh, meant to the country. Like Bossman was trying to say like you know i mean this is like uh gordy howard stomping tom connors yeah except for that he eclipses both of those and like any other example that you could give of like a canadian cultural icon mm-hmm. it was like gord downey for all the reasons that you've heard you know for all his activism and um you know for being the poet and the and the artist that he was completely eclipses all of those other icons kind of put together you know there's there's no equal um i loved uh, the new york times put out an article trying to explain to Americans who maybe didn't know, you know, what's going on with Gord Downey. I think this might have come out, uh, you know, last summer when he was going on his uh, farewell tour, but it said, uh, imagine Bruce Springsteen, Bob Dylan, and Michael Stipe combined in one sensitive, oblique poet philosopher, and you're just getting close. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That's that's uh, that's getting close. Yeah, that's kind of what he all he meant to us. I'm going to play it for you here too now. Um, and this, I you know, I first listened to this in the truck as I was driving this morning and uh, I almost uh, teared up. It's uh, Justin Trudeau just talking about, if you haven't heard it yet, talking about uh, his friend Gord Downey. We lost one of the very best of us this morning. Uh, Gord was my friend, but Gord was everyone's friend. It's who we were. Our buddy Gord, who loved this country with everything he had and not just loved it in a nebulous, oh, I love Canada way. He loved every hidden corner, every story, every aspect of this country that he celebrated his whole life. Um, And he wanted to make it better. He knew as great as we were, we needed to be better than we are. And that's why his last years were devoted to Cheney Wedjack and to, to reconciliation. Uh, and we are, <laughs> we are less as a country without Gord Downey in it. Um, and it, yeah, we all knew it was coming, but we hoped it wasn't. And uh, it hurts. Nice. Oh, my heart. It hurts so yeah. much. A lot of zoners uh, feeling the same way, too. And Absolutely. Texting in, some dance parties going on. Yeah, and, while they're know. at work in their kitchen, you know, just yeah. dancing away and remembering. Thank you so much. Yeah, that was long time running. Right now, underneath us, we have Courage. Love is a first was in the zone at 91.3, locked in the trunk of a car, 50 Mission Cab. Uh, it just goes on and on. So much excellent music in the mixtape today because it is all Gord Downey. It's all tragically hip. And what a beautiful, beautiful way to pay tribute to Gord Downey. Thank you, Brian. Yeah, yeah. thank you. One zoner uh, texted and uh, reminded us that we were all there, I think, of the uh, the time they played Rock the Shores a bunch of years ago. In 2012. Yeah, yeah, the lightning storm that happened, like, up above. Uh, the Which, the lightning storm, that same lightning storm, you know, shut Sam Roberts' set short. Yeah. 
Uh, but uh, Gordon the Hip would not uh, take no for an answer and went on stage there. And some of the most incredible, like for Victoria, who never gets lightning storms, yeah. was such a cool thing. And, you know, the Hip with the lightning over top of them was just like such a unique memory it's that as if that whole we that was like a planned light show for their set <laughs> right? a lot of it was going to the music yeah, <laughs> it felt like it anyways yeah so as much as canada now is uh, has all these memories and is uh, getting them all out there we have that really specific and cool one um i wanted to mention really quickly here because there's a real royals game tonight mm-hmm. victoria royals are in edmonton tonight and it's an early start so pre-game starting in like 15 minutes but um the royals i was really happy when i got to the rink this season for work I was really stoked and happy and proud to see that the Royals had uh, teamed up with the Downey Wenjack Foundation right, fund. Yeah. I saw on the boards there, on the sideboards, there's the, the image of uh, Gord's hat and then the uh, Cheney Wenjack uh, fund. And uh, it's a really cool thing, actually, that the Royals are doing. They're going to be supporting the fund with an awareness campaign, number one, as well as fundraising initiatives, including a pledge of 100% of proceeds from online sales of all 2016-2017 Royals game-worn jerseys um, and also um, additional initiatives uh, throughout the season, which I imagine now uh, that Gord has passed, it's, those are going to really kick into high gear. Oh, yeah. And uh, hopefully the fans will come out and really support. And it was really nice um, what our uh, GM over at the Royals said, Cameron Hope said, Gord Downey made a simple request of Canadians. To, he challenged us all to do something. Our response is to do our part and raise awareness. And if you don't know that Downey Wenjack Fund initiatives are aimed at giving a voice to indigenous issues, Mm -hmm. fostering understanding and helping to create a positive and ongoing impact on indigenous lives. So it's really good. If you want to find out more about um, what the Royals are doing and how they're supporting and the whole thing in general, uh, go to downeywenjack.ca. Thank you, Paul. Yeah, thank and you. And thank you, Brian, for this awesome mixtape. It will be available online uh, a little bit later, so we'll keep you in the loop with that. Definitely. The Afternoon Zone with Paul Flestino and Jenny West. Here's the scoop, and I'm going to tell you. Today on the Afternoon Zone, it is the deadline for the applications for cities to have the new Amazon campus. There are over 100 cities across North America applying for this, including Toronto and Calgary. And in the mix is our very own lovely Langford. What an Amazon opportunity for Langford. What an... <laughs> hey, uh, Amazon, choose Langford, and then you, at least you don't have to live in Toronto or Calgary. What an Amazon opportunity that would be for you. Amazon, make the choice of many young families priced out of Victoria's incredible housing market. Choose Langford. That's Amazon advice, Paul. Ha ha. Ha ha. What? <laughs> we have your tea time at 3 o'clock. No, I'm not done with jokes. <laughs> Are you thinking of more? Yes. No, we have your tea time at 3 o'clock. <laughs> Since the Q wrote that Langford Man song, I'm sure none of those jokes still apply. Langford, we have a fountain now. All I can think of are roundabout ways to, to advise. <laughs> and we got there. It's fine. Yeah. It's a roundabout. It's a roundabout now. Yeah. yeah I wonder if they'll be selling luckies, lucky loggers, and darts. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously though, Langford, we love you. We hope you get the Amazon campus. Yeah.
Hey Paul, yeah, so I'm, I'm on Pandora Street right now at, at Douglas and uh, it's, it's raining really hard. The, uh, the big dark is in full action and I'm just waiting for, for cyclists to ask them what they would think if, if wheelchairs and, and skateboards and rascal scoots joined them on their commutes to work in the bike lanes. But uh, it doesn't look like there's any bikes here at all because, because it's raining really hard. So can I come back in the studio now? No, 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 no. Stay, 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 stay. Are you wearing those rollerblades still too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're on my feet. I have rollerblades on right now and uh, it's really slippy and I'm, I'm not wearing a helmet. This is really dangerous. I'm like in the middle, the middle island in the, in the middle of the street and uh, uh, oh, sorry, I almost fell. <laughs> Okay, go find someone to talk to, kid. Oh, I think I found a guy. Okay, yeah, yeah, he's riding one of those like um, uh, those like balance beam, like Back to the Future machine things. Um, okay, wait, I'm just gonna like roll over to him. One sec. Ah, no. Okay. What's your name? Rob. Rob, what are you riding right now? It's called a one wheel. A one wheel. Are you allowed to take those in the bike lanes? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't. I just stay on the sidewalk. Are you allowed to do that? Is the city allowing you to go on the sidewalk? Uh, I haven't had uh, any problems with the city so far. I try to uh, behave as much like a pedestrian as possible. Yeah. Would you like to take a ride on these bike lanes? Uh, probably not. Just a little too fast and furious for me. Can you do any sick tricks with that? No, no. It's just for commuting. Oh, well, you look great on it. Oh, thank you. Have a good day at work. Thanks. Thanks. Well, and, and there he goes, like a like a beautiful unicorn into the mist. Wow. I think, like, he doesn't really know where to ride that thing, and the city doesn't really know where he can ride that thing because no one knows what the hell that is, so that's good. All right, we're just going to go to commercials. You stay there. All right, yeah, sure. I'll just uh, wait here in the pouring rain until you talk to me again. That's fine, yeah. Talk to you soon. So right now I'm on the corner of Pandora and Douglas talking to people about bike lanes and uh, who should be allowed to ride in them. I talked to a guy who's on a weird hoverboard thing. He doesn't know where the hell to ride the thing. So he just does what he wants. So that's good. Is there not anyone else you can talk to? Okay, I see a, um, oh, I see a little lady over here. Okay, one sec. I'm just going to ride over to her. Oh, she's under a bus shelter. Sweet. Okay, she's in one of those um, little rascal scoots, as you call them. What, what is this that you're riding right now? I call this um, a mobility scooter. Okay. It's not like a motorcycle. It's just a little bit different than an than a electric wheelchair. I mean, I can get out of this and I can walk, but not very well. So currently in Victoria, where do you ride this? On the sidewalks or on the side of the road? Or i got to tell you that most of the time I'm in a Squamalt and I am on the sidewalk. Would you ever consider using the bike lanes if that were an option for you? I don't think I would in most of the roads where I see bike lanes. There's too much traffic. And I don't, uh, having been a driver up until very recently when I couldn't afford to fix my car, um, I don't think it, drivers mean to, but it's easy to hit something that's low like this. It's easy to miss it. So I think that I would avoid being that close to the traffic. I really think that the bike lane should be farther away from the car traffic too, but that's my opinion. <laughs> All right, so in conclusion, there are no bikes using the bike lanes. Uh, the people who were not using the bike lanes, well, they wanted 
nothing to do with the bike lanes. So in conclusion, I'm, I'm wet and I'm, I'm tired. I'm, it's cold and I want to go back into the studio. So, so that, so that's what I figured out. Uh, also, I think it would be a good idea if we all just, you know, maybe decided to use rollerblades instead of bikes or cars. And then I think everyone would be a lot happier about the bike lanes. All right. Thanks, Jen. I know this week and maybe the next week you're starting to get ready for Halloween. So maybe you're going to uh, the pumpkin patch and starting to carve your pumpkins. But there's this thing called the Teal Pumpkin Project, and it's starting to increase in popularity where you paint a pumpkin, a teal color, and you put it on your front porch. And that kind of notifies kids who have allergies that it is an allergy safe place. So say if you have a nut allergy, you can go there knowing that you're not going to, you know, go into anaphylactic shock and use your EpiPen that night. And they have alternatives. Um, Some of them, you know, mean that they have toys to give out instead. I mean, I'd be pretty happy if I had an allergy to get like, you know, some stickers or, you know, like those like um, hands, those like gummy hands that you used <laughs> no. to get at the dentist. I would be stoked to get that. Those are gross, Jenny. I love those. After it's... a single second of them being out of the package, they get covered in lint and fluff. Yeah, but it's still sick. fun. You still they're fling so it at people gro- and they oh, get more of a reaction so from people. Gross. Anyway, they, or okay. you can... I, can, can I just, I'm yeah. down with the teal pumpkin idea. I like you know, where your head's at, all right? But no toys for Halloween. You don't think so? No. It's just more clutter and trash. Okay. Okay? Honestly, I was hearing Dylan and Jason talk this morning about, like, decluttering your life, because you know Jason Lamb is a hoarder. Oh, is he? Well, he says he collects things, but he's, mm. he's a hoarder. I've been to his house. He's practically a hoarder. And I agree. Less trash, less junk. Clear it all out. What happens is you will like attach emotional investments to these things. Mm-hmm. These children are going to be like, I remember the Halloween of 2017 and I went to a teal pumpkin house and I got this little tr- crummy trash okay. thing, toy, and now I can't ever throw it away. It's cluttering my life. Licorice. <laughs> if you want something to do for a teal pumpkin, licorice. Yeah, it doesn't have any like nuts or oils or anything like that. I don't Tree think so. Oils or anything. If I was a kid, it's all about the candy and I'm telling you, nibs and licorice is where it's at. I just got a text message as... From Chris saying, sticky hands are awesome, Paul. Bring it, Chris. <laughs> there are like alternate or alternative candies that you can get that don't have any, you know, um, peanuts or anything like that, too. So if you are interested in uh, helping the kids with allergies out, you can paint a pumpkin teal and that way they know that your house is safe for them. And may I wish upon every child that does have a peanut allergy, mm-hmm. may I wish upon you, even if you don't find a lot of teal pumpkin houses, friends with whom you may trade candies with. Because that is the fun of Halloween. That's true. Hey, I just heard you guys were talking about like allergies in regards to like trick-or-treating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just as a kid, like I have a peanut allergy and every time I went out with my dad, I'd just give him all my peanut chocolate and that would be like the equivalent of like the parent tax for taking us out trick-or-treating. That was the peanut tax. The yeah. like, trick-or-treater tax or whatever. So what what kind of candies could you eat as a kid? Unfortunately, like all the good chocolate bars like Snickers, O'Henry's, like yeah. Reese's, all that stuff is peanuts. But I mean, there's still other stuff. There's like Mars bars, caramel bars, those disgusting uh, like corn candy things that People always Yuck. Get rid of you know those. Nibs, but dude, right? Nibs? Nibs are awesome. More than anything now is like you could just go to like, I don't know, say for example, like Walmart and buy like a box of chocolate and it has like a giant like peanut thing on it with like a cross through it being like no peanuts. But like you said, not every house in the block should be doing that because for those of us who love the crunchy taste of a roasted peanut, we want those O'Henry's and we want those Snicker bars. The worst thing ever is like I was a cashier at Walmart for a while and like when people put giant bags of peanuts up on the carousel, I just die inside. Like it just kills me. So I guess you can't go into to BBJ's either, Big Bad John's. <laughs>
Yeah, no, um, Big Ben Jones is a little different. It's, uh, it's only really an issue when people start throwing them at me, and I've actually, I'm pretty sure I'm banned from there because I started to fight with someone because they wouldn't stop throwing them at me. If you want to come and, over to my house, man, we'll have a party just for you. I'll hang a ton of bras from the ceiling, <laughs> play some country music, we'll drink some beer, we'll spill on the ground. No peanut shells, no worries. That's all good. Hey, I'm just calling about your Halloween peanut allergy conundrum. I do two bowls. I do a peanut-free bowl and I do a peanut-full bowl. And kids with allergies get to select their own peanut-free candy from their bowl. So I don't even have to put my hands in it. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I love that yeah, idea. Super easy. So have you heard about the, the teal pumpkin project before? I have, and I've never done a teal pumpkin, but maybe this year I should. Absolutely, yeah. There's also a website so you can register your house so then kids know like what neighborhood they can go in if they have an allergy. Absolutely, yeah. And it's super simple to do. Like if you're not going to put your hand in the candy bowl and only those people with allergies put their hands in the candy bowl, then there's no issue. I love that. Well, thank you for chiming in. No worries. Here's the real business, Jen. I saw this thing on the internet yesterday. Mm -hmm. It was a question. Suppose just a question to get you thinking. You have 10 seconds that your dog can perfectly understand you. What do you say to your dog? I don't have a dog, Mm -hmm. but if I had one, Mm -hmm. I would let it know. Hang on. We're going to do this right. Okay. Okay. I'm a wizard. So I'm going to cast a spell and then give you 10 seconds. Oh, but, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, think on it. Okay, ready? Okay, here's the the magic. Cast the spell now. Okay, 10 seconds. Maybe you shouldn't sniff my company's hoo-hahs and butts. When I leave, I go to work. Maybe you should think about getting a job and paying for rent once in a while. I think you're a good boy. That's 10. That's great. That's really good. Thank you. That's really good. So I'm a wizard now, and if you want to call up and I'll cast the spell... And tell us what you would tell your dog if you had 10 seconds that they could understand everything you wanted to say to them. Yeah, I got a 10-second dog talk. Here we go. Casting the spell now. If you ever tell mom what I do when she's not there, I'll end you. (laughs) (laughs) Just scary, our puppy. <laughs> but you know what? Fair enough. My dog knows some very dark secrets about me. So yeah, yeah. they're good enough. at keeping them, though. That's yeah. funny. So you have 10 seconds. I'm going to cast a spell right now. What do you right. tell your dog? Go. All right. Um, I like your bed and you're so fluffy. I love you, Mr. Poodle. I know you're a German shepherd. Probably. I don't know. <laughs> you take advantage of this wizard spell to tell your German shepherd that it was a poodle. Good enough. Love that. All right. Love it. Yeah. Hey, Paul. I was just thinking about what I'd say to my dog if he could understand me for 10 seconds. Okay. Here we go. Here's the magic. You have 10 seconds starting now. One bark means yes. Two bark means no. Now we can communicate. Wow. Wow. Good for, job. Like forever. You just have, that's like wishing for more wishes. Well done, man. Hey, thank you. Thank you, guys. That's very smart. pretty clever. Thank you for listening to the PJ Party Podcast, which is now available on iTunes. If you haven't already, subscribe to us so you know when the next one's coming out. And it just does it automatically through technology magic. Yeah. It's only once a week. It's not going to fill your phone up with a bunch of crap. No. So just, you know, subscribe. It'll just come. It'll come magically. Friday evenings is when we do this. It's just, it'll be there for the weekend. Please enjoy. Please enjoy. And we'll talk to you next Friday. Tell your friends. Tell your friends.